0: Today, on Not Sam Wrestling, the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown brackets have officially been announced. Big E was everywhere this weekend. GCW shakes things up. And Everett Connors is our guest this week. If you don't know him now, you very soon will. This is Not Sam Wrestling.
1: This is Not Sam
2: Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts.
0: Hey, everybody. Happy day. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling, episode 364. What a time! What a time! What a time! Man, I feel like lately I'm always coming on here and uh, singing the praises of where we're at. But I think as, as wrestling fans, we do have to take time to take inventory of, of wrestling. You know, I think that we all become so aware. As fans, we are so aware of when things could be better, you know, because I I think, and Daniel Bryan said it after the AEW pay-per-view, you know, a few weeks ago when he debuted in the press conference, but he's 100% right, and it's something I've believed for a long time. Those of us who are fans, I think all agree that when pro wrestling is awesome, it's awesome. I think great, and the word great gets thrown around a lot. I've talked about that on the podcast. But great pro wrestling transcends wrestling fans. I think that there is nobody, nobody that can't appreciate wrestling when it's great. And the fact that we have had great wrestling before almost spoils us into going, well, why can't it always be great? Why can't we always be sitting there at the top of the mountain and when it's really not great? Because this is the thing about pro wrestling. It can be great and it can be absolutely horrible. And even us fans, even us fans watch it when it's absolutely horrible because we know there is always the potential for it to turn around and be great again. I think that we we notice it when it's bad but sometimes don't do as good of a job of noticing when things start turning around. Uh, In some cases we do, and some people do. But in other cases, I, I just, I think it's important to highlight that. And that's kind of what this podcast is about ultimately, right? Is highlighting that part of it. You know, highlighting the idea that we've got wrestling on cable, television, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, twice on Friday. And that's just a regular week. You know, the fact that Variety is printing articles. Variety, the top of the trade magazines in Hollywood is printing articles talking about the competition that WWE now has with AEW, which is great for AEW. But I think more so than even that, it's just a good thing for the industry. Because when people realize that that competition is coming back, not only do they watch... AEW to find out what this new product is. But I think that they turn on WWE to say, I haven't watched WWE in a while. I didn't realize we were back to compete. Let's see what WWE has been doing lately. You turn on sports this weekend, mainstream sports and Big E who it's, I mean, and, and again, it's really amazing. You know, Big E won the championship, the WWE championship on Monday Night Raw a few weeks ago, cashing in and beating Bobby Lashley. And we all celebrated. I had Big E as a guest here on the podcast. I was so happy to see that happen, and I'm still so happy. But I think that there was, and by the way, let's give myself a pat on the back. Not that I'm wrong very often. I mean, if I highlighted every time I was right, I wouldn't have time to make any more accurate predictions. But I was right again. We did get the Big E versus Drew McIntyre. And the Bob Lashley versus Goldberg matches. Both announced for Crown Jewel. As well as, and this one I didn't see coming. Hell in a Cell between Edge and Seth Rollins. I almost thought they were going to just move the Hell in a Cell to the uh, Smackdown next week. That they're doing for three hours on FS1. But they're sending that Hell in a Cell all the way overseas. And doing it at Crown Jewel. So. Big E. Not only do I, I wasn't even watching the game. You know, I'm not sitting there watching football. That's not my bag, baby. But Big E shows up on on Saturday afternoon or morning or whatever it was. And he's sitting there firing up the fans of the Iowa Hawkeyes there in Iowa City on the Fox pregame show. As Iowa, I guess it was Iowa and uh, Penn State. And I guess that's a big game for Iowa. And Big E is sitting there hyping them up. And I go, oh my God, what a look for Big E. What a look to have Big E in that position. Then Tyson Fury fight goes down Saturday night. Biggest sports event of the evening by a mile, mainstream wise. And Big E is doing the hype videos for it. They posted it. I reposted both videos on my Twitter account because I was I was so excited and impressed by them. Because not only is it like awesome to get to see that WWE representation across mainstream sports and pro wrestling representation across mainstream sports, but the fact that it's Big E, that they're like, okay, because we've had two villainous champions, two heel champions, champions on each show for a while Lashley and Roman Reigns and the fact that now it looks like not only is Big E not a transitional champion by any stretch because that's what the worry was that Big E would win that title on Raw and you know lose it a couple of weeks later and we would just have the moment but no sir this appears to be a Reign this guy is going out there and being the kind of good guy prototypical media, WWE champion, and he's knocking it out of the park. I don't think there's ever, I mean, the fact that, here's what makes Big E so different. The fact that he has that ability to hype up a crowd, right? That he has that ability to put that voice on and put together those hype packages and do it live in front of an audience and hype them up and go very wrestling promo about it, but still come across as genuine. You know, this isn't hogan and by and and to bring in the 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 gospel spirit that he was raised with and insert that we've never had anything like that, insert that culturally under the radar into what he's doing, I think is a beautiful thing. But just the idea that he's able to feel like first of all, that he's huge, right? And the way he talks feel larger than life and feel like a superstar and still come across as genuine it is like an unbelievable thing. So I, I, it made me very optimistic. It made me very excited, uh, not just for Big E, but for all of us to see the opportunities that Big E was getting over the weekend. Then on Saturday night, I go to the GCW show, uh, Fight Club in Atlantic City. They're at the showboat. Same venue that GCW has run many times before. It's basically their home spot, their home field. Uh, But it's the same venue I went to to see uh, Matt Cardona and Nick Gage in the big death match that was kind of, I mean, people thought it was potentially the peak of a storyline, but really just the beginning of getting the ball rolling to where GCW is now. And I am really glad that I've been hyping up this promotion for a long time on the podcast. I'm glad that I'm on the record as a fan because the things that this promotion is doing, no other independent promotion is doing it. I mean, first of all, like the response that they get from their audience. I, I I seldom go to a wrestling show where literally everything start to finish just works. There's a little bit of everything on this show and everything works and everything gets a reaction. And that's what it was at Fight Club. You know, just an absolutely insane, bloody, glass shattering death match between John Moxley and Nick Gage for that GCW championship. Unbelievable! Couple of matches where they used like weapons, not not death matches, but maybe with a a little bit more of the hardcore rules, chairs and stuff like that. Cool, fantastic storytelling between Effie and and the former Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, as they fought for that Internet Championship. Aerial stuff, power stuff, big guy stuff. Everything was on that show and everything was working. Thunder Rosa comes out as a surprise participant in a six-way match. She gets an insane reaction. The Briscoes from Ring of Honor come out after the tag team champions win their match to challenge. A surprise to everybody. They get an insane reaction. Even though, I think it was Jay, Jay Briscoe stood up on the top rope to celebrate and completely fell off. Didn't matter. Insane reaction. And then after all this, after everything going on that night, Brett Lauderdale, who runs GCW, comes out to make an announcement that he's hyped. And he announces that Game Changer Wrestling, which not too long ago, just started as an independent organization in New Jersey. They were fighting for supremacy in being the top dog in Jersey. And during the pandemic, they're they're one of the organizations that figured out ways to work, figured out ways to put on shows, figured out ways to make their guys money. And post-pandemic, just coming out and tearing it up and watching these guys not only have shows that sell out and tear it up in Jersey. But I mean, they go to Chicago. They go to Los Angeles twice in three months, two weekends, I should say. It's like four times total, but two weekends in three months. They go all over the country and they're selling out everywhere. And the internet just keeps talking about stuff that's happening on these shows. And they come out and they make their announcement that in January, I think on the around the 23rd, Game Changer Wrestling, GCW, is putting on a show at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Not the Manhattan Center, the Hammerstein Ballroom. This is the venue where WWE did the ECW one-night stand pay-per-views. This is a venue where uh, Ring of Honor has put on some of their big pay-per-views. But, you know, I mean... Since ECW, and by the time ECW, you know, original ECW was running the Manhattan's I mean, the, the Hammerstein Ballroom, it was like, that was the highest and lowest point, meaning it was the closest to the time that they would fold, but it was also the time that they had the most interest. They had cable TV, video games, action figures, stuff like that. They were... ECW, when they were running the Hammerstein, were considered one of the big three. There was a short period of time where it was the big three: it was WWE, WCW, ECW. And when ECW was running the Hammerstein, that's what they were. Ring of Honor, of course, has run the Hammerstein, backed by pretty big money, you know, backed by corporate funding. Since ECW, there's no independent organizations running the Hammerstein Ballroom, the big room in New York City right around the block from Madison Square Garden and GCW's doing it. It's an it's it's an unprecedented unbelievable thing that's happening right under our noses. And again, it only goes to show the success of the entire industry and what is possible now in wrestling, you know. They drew over 1000 at the showboat on Saturday. And I can't wait to see what they've got in store. Uh, for the Hammerstein Ballroom, but it's absolutely, I mean, it's its history. It's history making and it's really, really cool. Uh, speaking of history, we're going to add uh, a new King of the Ring to history as well as the first Queen's Crown winner. Uh, we did get our brackets, I wasn't sure, on the Thursday Not Sam Thursday podcast, the Patreon exclusive podcast. Uh, I was talking about uh, how we didn't have brackets going into SmackDown, but once we got to SmackDown, The brackets were shown uh, for both King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Only eight participants in this tournament. Um, One side of the bracket is going to be on SmackDown. The other side's on Raw. So this week on SmackDown, we saw Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. Love the Sami Zayn and Dominic Mysterio stuff that's happening right now. I think it's brilliant. Uh, Sami Zayn got the big victory. Cesaro versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor gets the big victory. So to find out who's going to the finals for the King of the Ring, it's Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn next week on SmackDown. And if you don't think that that is going to tear the house down, I got news for you, buddy. Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor is a dream match. I love that that that's the semifinal match on the SmackDown side. And then tonight on Raw, we'll get Kofi Kingston versus Jinder Mahal and Xavier Woods versus Ricochet. The way I would play this, and we did a whole King of the Ring history podcast last week. So if you missed last week's show for any reason, go back and listen to it. You know, we, we broke down the entire history of the King of the Ring in WWE. The way I would do this tournament, everybody wants Xavier Woods in the finals or to win this thing. Um, You know, I mean, you could, if you're going to go, so I think... Next week on SmackDown, or I guess this coming week, right? This Friday, you're going to have Finn Balor over Sami Zayn. So I, th- I I think Finn Balor goes to the finals. So who does Finn Balor face in the finals? Well, for me, looking at it, it's just too tempting. When else are you going to get the opportunity to do it? And I think it would draw attention. I think this week on Raw, Kofi Kingston beats Jinder Mahal. I think this week on Raw, Xavier Woods beats Ricochet. And then it's announced because really Xavier Woods should beat Ricochet and Kofi Kingston should beat Jinder Mahal. And then the big announcement comes and tell me you're not watching this. Oh my God. Next week on Raw, it's Kofi Kingston versus Xavier Woods. I think that we'll never get that opportunity like this. You could get the opportunity, obviously, if you broke up the New Day, but that would be a completely different context. The idea that these guys are brothers, they're teammates, and they've got to go head-to-head to to both, you know, get to the finals of this tournament. And then, you know, that way, if you're not going to put Xavier Woods in the finals, at least you're putting Kofi there, and you've got— and you had this moment. And if you are putting Xavier Woods in the finals— You know, what better way to give him a rub than to have him beat Kofi? But I love the idea of next week on Raw doing Xavier Woods versus Kofi Kingston. And I think either Kofi or Xavier versus Finn Balor in that King of the Ring final at Crown Jewel would be tremendous. And it would kind of harken back. Like, And you look at this lineup, and for the most part, you really are looking at a a wrestler's-wrestler's lineup. You know, and and that's the way it should be. Like, it, it should be really good matches in this King of the Ring tournament. I think every King of the Ring tournament should primarily be about the matches. So the idea that, I mean, the idea that you'd have a war between Xavier and Kofi Kingston, just a great match, like two brothers fighting, and then going on to the finals and having either Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods or Finn Balor versus Kofi Kingston, I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, over in the Queen's Crown. On the SmackDown side, on Friday you had Zelina Vega beat Tony Storm, surprised me, and Carmella beat Liv Morgan again. That didn't surprise me. I really thought you were gonna get Tony Storm versus Carmella in the semifinals this week on SmackDown, and then go to the Queen's Crown final with Tony Storm in there. But instead, you've got Carmella versus Zelina Vega. Next, uh, this week on SmackDown. Tonight on Raw, you've got Dewdrop versus Natalya. I think Dewdrop wins. And then Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke. I think Shayna Baszler wins. And Corey Graves continues to completely follow the Sam Roberts playbook. Uh, I love that Corey Graves is getting all the internet heat for this. Because it felt like it was word for word. What I said about Dana Brooke on commentary on main event a year or two, I guess two years ago at this point, that it had the internet rain down hate on me. I felt word for word. I would have to go back and watch it, but the stuff that Corey Graves was saying about Dana Brooke, while I think a lot of people were shocked by it, I was not, because I've said the same thing. He's not wrong. But I also know how hard the internet came down on me for it, so I can only imagine, you know, the fact that Corey Graves has far more credibility in that broadcast booth than little old me, and that he's on the platform that is Monday Night Raw. I can only imagine what his app mentions look like now. It's gotta be a mess. But then again, Corey Graves' app mentions are never clean, so maybe he's used to it. All that said, I think we all know it's very WWE. Dana Brooke got buried on commentary last week. This week she's gonna lose. Obviously, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna make it look like the uh, bug, uh, color commentator was 100 percent right about her. I have Dewdrop and Shayna Baszler uh, in the finals, and then I mean, for me, I mean, in the semifinals, for me, I think there's a good possibility that Shayna Baszler wins this tournament. But because of where they're going with Shayna and the fact that she injured Eva Marie and the fact that she injured Nia Jax, it seems like they're trying to build her as dominant again. However, I would have it where Dewdrop beats Shayna Baszler. I would have Carmella beat Zelina Vega because I think, you know, I mean, it's kind of, It's very similar to the, the Dewdrop versus Eva Marie rivalry, but Carmella is so amazing at the character that she plays. Carmella is is really, really good at this sports entertainment stuff. She's great. I love the idea of doing Carmella versus Dewdrop in the final to this thing. And I don't know. I mean, you could definitely have Carmella win and be Queen Carmella. I'm just so sick of the heel winning the tournament and thinking that they're actually royalty. Like we've literally, we, we played it out and... The last, we talked about this last week. The last, uh, let me turn my page. The last one, two, three, four, five. The last five King of the Ring tournament winners, all were bad guys, all thought they were real kings after they won. Booker T, William Regal, Sheamus, Wade Barrett, and Baron Corbin. All did the, it was the exact same gimmick every time. I think that with Xavier Woods and Finn Balor, or Kobe Kingston and Finn Balor, I would have Finn Balor win uh, as I said last week, uh, and the prince becomes the king. And I mean, he considers himself a king like he considered himself a prince. It was it's just I think Finn Balor needs it. I think Finn Balor goes to Raw as the King of the Ring winner, but not as like he doesn't think he's a king. And Carmella's on Raw, too. So you know, I I guess if you're going to give Finn Balor the win of the, in the men's, Carmella is the way to go with the women's. And I guess she's going to call herself Queen Carmella. I mean, is there any other way to get out of this? To me, as much as I don't need another heel thinking that they're really royalty, I don't think there's any other way to go looking at these brackets. Unless you have Shayna Baszler win, which is very, very possible. So in the Queen's Crown, you either have Shayna Baszler win... And she's just the dominant queen of spades, but not like wearing a crown. Or you have Carmella win and she's Queen Carmella and does wear a crown. And then in the men's, I think you either have Xavier Woods win to make the internet happy or Finn Balor wins and the prince is now the king. Uh, and he just goes on almost like Bret Hart to have that credit under his belt. I think that, that long term, Finn Balor winning is the way to go because it gives him a little more uh, credit. And he's lost a lot of that uh, along the way. So let's get into today's interview. I'm really excited to, to share this one with you. I really enjoyed talking to this young man. Everett Connors is an independent wrestling star. He had a, a match this weekend for a promotion called Jersey Championship Wrestling. We talked about it a little bit in the interview, but really the only reason I knew that this interview was coming out after that match I'll give you a little behind the scenes. The only reason I even asked that question was so that I could send them a clipski so that they could post it before the match, uh, which they did. So I, and I think I retweeted it, but the video of this interview will be available if it's not already at youtube.com slash wrestling. And of course the video, much like this podcast goes up uh, first thing uh, at patreon.com slash not Sam wrestling. But uh, Everett Connors is one of these guys. And, and, and these are the people like, Something that I really like doing with this podcast now, I love the idea of having a podcast where I can talk to a big E who we talked to a few weeks ago or or you know uh, WWE stars and and just I don't know, people that are are are, 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 be, are are becoming huge superstars and at the same time still be able to talk to the future, right? I love the idea of being able to talk to the present and talk to the future. And in some cases, talk to the past as well. You know, wrestling is bigger than, than one thing. And I like this podcast reflecting all of that. Um, I also really enjoy people taking the medium of pro wrestling and shaping it into who they are and what they do and making it theirs. I like wrestling. I think that's the way you make it relevant again is that you find people who have relevant interests, who are, are different than what we've seen before, maybe in wrestling, and bring the industry to them. I think Big E's doing that, quite frankly. But to the point of this conversation, it's exactly what Everett Connors is doing. Everett is this young guy who's, uh, he's vulnerable. He wears his heart on his sleeve to a certain extent. He does things that, that maybe a lot of more traditional people don't quite get, but he likes it. He likes to wear cardigans. He likes fashion. I mean, his Twitter name is Yeezy Con. Khan for Everett Connors and Yeezy because he loves Yeezys, you know? This is a guy who is representative of a lot of people in 2021 that are not being represented in the world of pro wrestling um and that's why i became so fascinated with him uh he's just doing things his own way and i really really respect that um he makes hilarious content on social media on twitter uh where he's sometimes talking about opponents that he'll be facing in the ring and other times talking about people that he's worked with at home depot and other times complaining about his grandma who he says is a dumbass um he's talking about his girlfriend on his twitter account he's 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 by the way this is great too you'll hear on the on the interview we talk about uh the girl that he met on twitter who's a wrestler herself she's australian and he had never met her in person but the guys just i mean the two of them just kicked it hit it off the two of them just, 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 you know, I don't know. They fell for each other. And they've been talking every day and everything. Her name's Charlie Evans. And what he didn't know at the time that we were doing the interview and that I did know was that Charlie had secretly been flown into the States and that immediately after we did this interview, he was going to meet her in person for the first time. And that'll mean a lot more to you, uh, when you hear us talking about her. So whether you've heard of him or not, whether you've seen him wrestle or not, whether you follow him on Twitter or not, I believe Everett Connors is a name that you're going to be hearing for quite some time. And I'm glad to share that name with you this week on Not Sam Wrestling. Here he is.
1: The Not Sam Wrestling interview.
0: For a little while now, I've wanted to have a... this gentleman in the Not Sam studio. And so I reached out to him and I asked him if it was a possibility. And he said, just let me know. And now he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know the name by now, you will. Everett Connors, welcome, man. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for thank you for being here. How are you? I feel like like it's not just me. I feel like there's a there's a, a, a an awareness that's kind of kind of snowballing about you, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, and that's the way it works, right? Like, there's this sort of initial like, oh, there's a couple more people talking about me, and then that couple real quick turns, the two turns into four, turns into eight, turns into 16, sure. and all of a sudden people are talking, right? Yeah. You, do you feel
2: that? Yeah, I felt that uh after like the, the first match with, or the match with Janela that mm. I had, Um like after the match got over or got done with, I got to the back and I was like looking at my phone and just so many people like obviously talking and then a few days passed and I just started to get more people talking and more people following me. So yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's like, that.
0: yeah, yeah. And I feel like, uh, so I feel like a lot of the stuff that you do, especially online is kind of like you amusing yourself, right? Yeah. And now when an audience starts to build around that, do you feel differently? Like when you're doing your audition videos, right? And you're in the car. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure at one point you were like not even thinking about it, right? You're just doing like, I find this amusing. Let me do it. But now that there are more people kind of becoming aware of it, has that changed the expectation in your brain at all? Or is it still like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing? Um, Man. It
2: definitely is. I, I just did it for me for the longest time. Right. Like, 100%. And then...
0: I mean, it was honestly funny. Just now, as, as you were describing what you do, you started going like this. It's yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's just, just... Yeah, I'm just used to it. <laughs> but, um...
2: No, I definitely... Usually when I come up with, like, ideas are just spur of the moment. Like, I'm in my car, and, like, I'll be driving home from work. And I'll be like, oh, this would be a good idea. Or this will be, this will be funny. Or um if i'm at work and like i have a lot of co-workers that i just mess with and like (laughs) so like i'll just take you know their lives or
0: whatever and i'll just be like all right uh, this will be funny but but here's what's so great right like i feel like for the longest time independent wrestlers like i mean like the idea of a wrestler being a superstar has been a thing for so long that like a lot of independent wrestlers would not want to talk about the fact that there is this other life that they have, that there is a day job, that there's not, that there's other stuff. And the idea that because of social media, your coworkers that you're messing with are <laughs> becoming part of your wrestling character, right? Like, because when, like, as, as somebody that, like, is a wrestling fan, and I see that, I'm not thinking about you as a guy having co-workers. I'm like, this is Everett Connors talking about his co-workers or his grandma. And it like is this weird thing that all becomes it becomes part of lore. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I do have a real life, obviously. It's not just wrestling (laughs) like I do, but I take a lot of stuff from real life and I'm like, all right, this will be funny. Let's let me do this. And I love my grandma. (laughs) <laughs> I know I call her a dumbass a lot, but I love that woman <laughs> with all my heart. She, you do. She is fantastic. Uh-huh. But she does a lot of dumbass stuff. And, yeah. you know, I just it's easy to take from that because she's such a dumbass. And a lot of times grandmas don't get
0: called out on that, right? No, exactly. Like, people will just yep. be like, ah, it's my grandma. She can. But sometimes, like, even if you're a grandma, if you're doing dumbass stuff. You got to get called out on Somebody's got to call you out or you're not going to stop. And you know what? I'll be the bad guy.
2: I'll call my <laughs> dumbass grandma because she's being a dumbass.
0: What do you think's the most dumbass? Thing? And we say this like fully aware. Yeah, we love our grandma. We love grandma. Love her. But what's what's like the probably one of the more dumbass things she's done? My grandma. Yeah. All right. She's really nosy. So nosy. Uh, the most nosy. Per-
2: I, so nosy. Yeah. So like, um, you no, know, she's always trying to get in my business. You know. And, I get it. She's my grandma. She wants me to be safe and stuff. But I'll tell her a few things, you know, Mm -hmm. here and there.
0: Like, what kind of stuff?
2: Like, okay, I'll tell her about wrestling. Or I'll I'll tell her something like, you know, hey, don't tell my mom this.
0: Right. Right. It's between us, grandma.
2: But she has such a loud mouth. (sighs) The biggest, that's why I can't tell her stuff anymore. And you want to. You want to have that relationship. Right. But she's such a dumbass and saying stuff to my mom and just... (laughs) Telling my news to everyone. So it's like, you know what? I got to call her out on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, does, do the people in your life have any awareness when like, I mean, especially in the last couple months, I feel like, you know, post-pandemic time is starting to is starting to become your time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have those, have your grandmother or coworkers been like, yo, why are these like wrestling fans hitting me up, calling me a dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: luckily my grandmother doesn't have Twitter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Honestly, as nosy as she is, I'm surprised. I know.
2: She has a Facebook and she tagged me actually it was, which this is another dumbass move of her she tagged i didn't even know you could do this but i guess you can tag yourself like self and other people's photos huh she tagged herself and a friend of hers in my profile picture and so i had to call her and tell her that it was a dumbass move
0: <laughs> stay off facebook yeah what are you doing i tell you, i mean i'm not even i don't even go on facebook anymore but i remember you know, early, early... I mean, this was years ago. My sister is like, oh, I was talking to one of your friends on Facebook, you know, in your comments, under your photo. I'm like, I don't know that person. <laughs> like, what do you mean you were talking to one of my friends? I don't know that person. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm a public person. I don't know who you were talking You were talking to a stranger. And it's like, and it's like you don't want to say that about your sister, but that's a dumbass thing to
2: do. A lot of dumbass moves. Yeah. People make a lot of dumbass... And, you know, I'm, I've been guilty. I make dumbass moves. But... You know, my grandma, she's she's top dumbass. She takes the
0: cake. <laughs> she really does. I love her, though. Of course, she, she's your grandma. Yeah, yeah. But but she's a dumbass, too. Big dumbass. That's, that's unfortunate. But I love yeah. you,
2: dumbass, but you're a dumbass.
0: Yeah, so you really... Uh, I, I do feel like, you know, you, with your grandma and your coworkers, your girlfriend's a big part of your Twitter. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, of, of your personal life yeah. that is all wrapped up into this thing. Do you do you like the idea of kind of your character and your personal life all being one thing? And it's not like you're, you're trying to, you know, trying to maintain this, this performance part sure. and this life over here, like it all kind of blends together, right? Sure. I mean, it, it's really just me.
2: Like for the longest time, I was trying to be like the serious wrestler and like, like take Twitter serious and all that. And that's just not me. <laughs> I, I'm, joke about pooping myself at home depot a lot right is that was that a joke like have you ever pooped yourself at home depot i have i haven't my i haven't pooped my pants but (laughs) i used to work there when i was younger and i I spent a lot of time in the bathrooms. okay but it's just me i i obviously turned up um but the stuff i wear the Mm -hmm. the videos the way i act that's that's just me outside the ring. And so it feels, it feels like I'm the same person outside and and inside the ring. Yeah. Like I just, I just feel like I'm the same. Like there, I don't feel like there's a persona where like my wrestling persona and my
0: real life are are different. I just, I just feel like they're the same. Which is insane because your wrestling persona is wild. So the (laughs) fact (laughs) that that's like, no, no bro. That's just me. That's, that's, that's nuts. Yeah. I just, i've always
2: just i shouldn't say i've always but like when i started to get out of high school i got into fashion a lot more and and then i started to like i had wrestling gear and i was like i, I look so weird in wrestling gear mm-hmm. I, I just don't take it as serious as i should because mm-hmm. like i said i'm not a serious person so i can't just go out there and put on this serious face and be like oh i hate this person that i'm wrestling mm-hmm. like so i when i started and in like incorporate different stuff, and, like, I started wearing, like, this, these, like, pleather pants that I got from, like, Wish or something. And then I, I used to bring out, like, a Justin Bieber cardboard with me, and I used to, I, like, started doing, like, this pop star gimmick, and that's the stuff I like. I like the pop star stuff. I like the, like, the e-boy stuff. yeah That's just me. So, like, I see those, their outfits or fashion like that, I'm like, alright, that's, I, I wear that. Right. And, like, I like cardigans. I, I like, I like stuff that's loud. That's right. just what I that's what I like. I
0: mean, I got purple hair and all that and I mean for for god's sake, you got a heart tattoo on your face. It's, yes. not, it's not it's not That's not you didn't draw true. it in pen before you got here. You you that's you got out of the car. Your heart ta- your gimmick tattoo is still on your face like yeah. it's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. I'm
2: glad I got it. it yeah. It's I think it's cool. It, make, it makes me look a lot tougher than I am,
0: so. Really? I think so. I think so. I well, look you look tough. Yeah. You know, tough? what am I going to say if you're tougher than you are or not? I don't know, but you look tough. Right. The right? Face,
2: yeah. People are like, that hurt. Oh my God, it hurt so bad. I didn't cry though. You didn't cry? Not once. That's sick. To be fair though, <laughs> uh-huh. between me and you, yeah, yeah, he was really like, he took his
0: it was slow. It's so so like take a let me take a break. So slow. It's like yeah. a real little heart. Let me take yeah. a break. Yeah. He took. T- he went so slow. So oh, it didn't okay. hurt. It. it it
2: hurt. Obviously, tattoos.
0: Right, but. right, right. But you got breaks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Well, yeah, and I think that there is something too about like when you wear cardigans and you dress loud and you dress in a way that maybe there was a time where people would have laughed at. Mm-hmm. Sure. When you do that confidently. Yeah. Like that comes across as tough, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's. I think confidence
2: is, is key to anything. Yeah. And like, you know, I have in my insecurities and stuff. And, you know, there are outfits I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to pull this off. But really? Yeah. But <laughs> but once I go out there and like people see it or like I, I I like the NBA outfits, like I think pregame NBA fits are the coolest thing to me.
0: I was literally so like I had this whole thing on the podcast about when Roman Reigns came out on SmackDown in his Travis Scott ones. Yeah. The new, you know, the blue ones. And I had found out that those were gifted to him by Jordan brand. He didn't like go and buy them on like stock X or something. And I was like, this is the vibe, like the, the, the pre NBA fashion show, because like there's this mainstream celebrity thing about it that I feel like is missing in wrestling. Yeah. And there's no reason why it should be missing. Right. I agree. And because
2: like, the shoes and all that, this stuff's so cool. The I, I used to wear, like, Yeezys uh, when I was wrestling, and, like, the, that stuff to me is so cool. It's just such a cool... Why wouldn't you like that? Those right. shoes are such a dope look. Why wouldn't you want to incorporate the all that together? It, I, that just never... Yeah, I never understood.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, and I don't know if it says a lot about, like, the time that we're living in and how... You know, I think that because traditionally even when i was growing up i feel like it was a very different time in the sense that there was still this sort of jocks and weirdos were two separate things yeah. and wrestling is jocks and weirdos are weirdos and it's like but i i kind of feel like we've gotten to this point where it's it's all kind of one meshed thing yeah and especially with wrestling like there's just as many weirdos who like wrestling as there mm. are jocks and honestly at this point half the jocks are weirdos and half the weirdos are jocks so it's like it's that it's not that that sort of that sort of lineage is not a thing anymore and i feel like like that's something wrestling needs to catch up to you know what i mean yeah 100% yeah
2: because i'm i'm a weirdo i think we all have weirdo tendencies and we all you know i, I agree like yeah yeah you're, you you know it
0: yeah you know <laughs> why do you, and and that's what i mean that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on the show that's one of the reasons why i get such a kick out of you is because you know and i i I think wrestling should always be uh, a reflection of the society that we're in, especially younger society, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that reflecting younger society is more difficult now because it's just, there's, there's such a variety of it, right? Sure. Like the internet has just opened the world to everything as a possibility. But I do think, especially when I see you and how like fully e-boy you are, <laughs> like how is this not? A thing, how has this not happened before? Is what I think when I see you doing something that like it looks like somebody pulled you off TikTok and threw you into a wrestling ring. And I'm like, all those fans are on TikTok. They know exactly just because like, you know, the guys that are my age are like, huh? I don't recognize this. Like all the other fans do.
2: Yeah. And I think I can't remember. When did TikTok TikTok even start? What what was it? Because it started right after like Vine, right? Yeah. Which Vine, E-Boys, like, I don't know how long they've been a thing, but I know they're, yeah, like, TikTok really blew them up. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it, what really started the E-Boy thing was, like, the pop stars, like, Justin Bieber. I I think he is, like,
0: the man. He's a goat. See, and, and that's the other thing that, like, it's such a, like, there was a time not that long ago where, like, dudes who wrestled <laughs> didn't like dude pop stars, right? Yeah, like, you we, didn't like pop stars. Like, you like metal. Like, yeah. what are you talking about, Pope Justin Bieber? You like <laughs> Megadeth. You know, yeah, screw right. you. But now, I mean, I, I just, I think that there's so much more openness to it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can come on here and be like, bro, Justin Bieber is that dude, and he's been that dude, and he's my dude. Yeah, he's been great. He's always been great. I mean, like,
2: you know, when I first, like, first heard him, you know, you mm-hmm. were like, oh, Justin Bieber, I huh. And all the girls like him. And you're like, oh, I hate that dude. Right. But, but but that's the music. I, I like that. I, I like that pop star stuff. And then um, I just like the way he acts. You do? Like, I, I like, yeah. And yeah. I'm big into like aesthetics. Like, who is it? You know, like yeah. a lot of people like aesthetics. But like, I like the look. When he started getting like all the tattoos and stuff. And like, he started coming to
0: come into his own. I was like, that's, yeah, that's what I like. He, he was just himself. Right, so it's not even so much like let me copy that look. It's like let me, let me get to that place where he's like, th- he's not doing it. Like this isn't a trend that he's following. Yeah, he's just himself. He yeah. like he found a thing that he liked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he was at the MTV Awards this year. Like he looked crazy in yeah. those giant pants and the hood was up the whole time. But he did it wasn't like the hood was up the whole time so that he looked like a tough guy. It was just like he wanted to be cozy.
2: Yeah, and that's and, uh, the thing I like. <laughs> I like people who are genuinely themselves. And that takes a lot. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a long time to find yourself. And um you No, know, I'm still trying to find myself. I'm I think I'm starting to come into my own and, and realize who I am and, and you know what I really like. But that's what I enjoy. Like someone who's who's truly themselves and doesn't care what other other people think. I think that's the coolest thing to me because I think having that much confidence in yourself is yeah. insane because yeah. that's I don't have that much confidence in myself yet. And so like when I see that it's like all right that's that's the level I want to
0: I want to be at. Now. Do you do you find yourself gaining more confidence though like oh, as you're doing yeah. this weird stuff that's like you're literally the only one doing it in wrestling? And it's working. And people are like, yo, I'm into this. That's got to grow that confidence. A hundred percent,
2: yeah. Like seeing people enjoy it or like comment on it or whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, And then it, what was hardest um, when I realized that I was like starting to gain that confidence, I always, whenever I would see like a comment that was like, oh, you know, I don't like this. This ever counter, whatever. I would take that personally. Mm. I'm a Pisces. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> but I would take that to heart. And I'd be like, all right, this sucks. And I would just dwell on that. Yeah. It would just ruin my day. Yeah. And then when I started to, like, post pregame fits and, and put out these videos and I see people enjoy it, it, 100% just grew my confidence. And, like, I'll see comments now and I'm like, all right, you know, that stings. Right. But off the shoulder. Yes. And off the back, in one ear, out the other. And that's it. And so... When I'm at that point, I just, I I know I'm growing and and it's going to continue. But yeah, once I uh, I keep putting stuff out and people enjoy it, uh,
0: yeah, it helps a lot. When did the like real switch happen? I know you talked about it a little bit, but like. Like I wasn't familiar with your work until this form, Mm -hmm. you know, but like when you, when, when you go and look stuff up, it's not that long ago that like, you look like a different person. Like you look like, yeah, you just look like a young wrestler. You know what I mean? You don't have your hair dyed, you got wrestling gear on and stuff like that. Like, did you go away and come back or was there, was it a gradual thing or was it, I'm just going to dye my hair all kinds of crazy Mm -hmm. colors, get a face tattoo and start wearing the clothes that I actually (laughs) like and stop trying to fit this form
2: no it, it definitely gradually like um it i took some time off in 2017 mm-hmm. i i just stopped traveling like i just didn't find wrestling fun because i was doing like serious like i used to do this gimmick it was like a pretty reckless gimmick and it just was not me mm-hmm. and so when you say reckless you mean like violent no it or it, i don't even know you know what you were yeah, doing? I didn't even know who I was. Usually I'm was just a, like I'm being a wrestler. Yeah, I just had like tights on and like a singlet, and, and you were like, "Hey, I'm a wrestler. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna exactly. go beat you up. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, I was told like you have to be serious if you want to like make it, and mm-hmm. that was in like I don't know, 2015, 2016. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll do that. And then it just was not fun. Like I was traveling, and I just every booking I got, I was like, I hate. That I have to leave my house, even if it's, yeah. it was like two hours away, I was like, "This is the worst thing ever." So, um, which is like
0: insane in independent wrestling. It's like you don't <laughs> have to do this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's crazy. This should make you happy at the very least, right? And so, like, I was like, "All right, this is
2: terrible. I'm just gonna stop, and I'm just gonna stay at home, and I'll take whatever bookings that I want." And so, I just did one, uh, Saint Louis Anarchy. I just did them for the longest time they just let me be me they Mm -hmm. just i was just doing um like pre-show stuff i did like magic shows i i did like a live concert i i just got to like go out there and have fun like they were just like do whatever you want i did impressions i i've seen i've seen your impressions though they're real good thank you they're real good thank you i appreciate it (laughs) and so i was like this is perfect this is what i love and then they were like, you know, if you want to wrestle, you can, you know. And there were months where I was like, yeah, I want to wrestle. Let me let me go out and have a match and and other times I was like, you know, if I wrestle I don't, I don't care. Yeah. And then um actually there was that also that was when I started to find like my fashion and like I started to get into like uh, you know, the a lot more of the like the e boy stuff started to come out and like the pop star stuff. I was like, This is the best. And then Uh, It was, like, 2019, 2020, I saw Bradley Prescott wrestle. Mm -hmm. And he was so funny. Like, I like that stuff. And he, like, did, he was wrestling Brett Eisen uh, at Paradigm. And, like, it was the funniest thing to me. And I, like, I think I tweeted, like, I want to wrestle Bradley Prescott. And then, like, J-Rose hit me up. And he's, like, hey, would you want to travel? It's, like, four and a half hours. I was, like, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) I went up there uh, by myself and
0: wrestled, and then more
2: traveling started to happen. After
0: right, that. because and now, because now you've done it again.
2: Yeah. Now yeah. you're like,
0: I've done it. I'm wrestling, and I and I had fun. Yeah. And I
2: started to like, I didn't have wrestling gear. I, I had like this. I I made this like jumper. It was like um, coveralls. I like dickies. <laughs> and yeah. I just like, tied like a Like gas
0: station attendant. Yeah. Of, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I tied died them, and then I like I rode on them, and it was just <laughs> like the. People are like, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> I was like, "These are the coolest thing," and I wore them out. See, like, what kind of like, because I was like, "I'm gonna wear this in wrestling."
0: Let me see. Let me. I, I like this stuff. Let me just go wear it out. And I mean, it's just so funny though, because like when you look at it, it's like, "Oh, this is like the entrance gear," and then you take it off, and then yeah. and then the bell rings, and you're like, <laughs> you "Oh, know, I'm still in it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is what we're doing." Yeah.
2: So yeah. So and then like that happened. People like the gear. I was like, all right, you know, I'm just, I'm keeping this. This is, yeah. this is me. I'm, I don't have to try and be someone I'm not, which was the best thing.
0: Have you, like, thought about the merchandising of it? Because like instantly, I was like, if you got like ten more of those Dickies like <laughs> jumpsuits and tie item, yeah. and, like put them at a gimmick table, you know what I mean? And especially at this point, people would <laughs> buy them, and it's sure. like you're, you're one of those guys where it's like like, you know, yeah, pro wrestling tees is cool, but you've almost put yourself in a corner like Yeezy where it's like you kind of need to have your own clothing line and have your own thing entirely, right? Yeah, the issue is I'm terrible with merchandise. I get, I'm terrible <laughs> it's with so just... so funny because, like, you've created, you've literally, like, you've created a character and a brand.
2: Yeah. Right? It's a brand. It's, it's just, I get such anxiety just, like, sitting or standing at a table and then just people just like standing in a line. I I did it once. Mm-hmm. I did it once. And I had like this weird it was a terrible shirt. It was like um had Justin Bieber on it. And it said like said like Bieber knows best. Something like that. And that's your shirt. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And then I tried. I sold that and I got I don't even know how much I got made. it was a ridiculous amount. I was like, these are going to sell like hotcakes. Right. Four sold. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I'm never standing at a merch table again. And I've never done it. I've never stood at a merch table after that. Because you got
0: this pile of shirts. Yeah. Just collecting dust.
2: Oh, it was so bad. I felt so embarrassed. I just put those shirts back in a box, threw them in my car. And I was like, I'm throwing these when I get home. They're getting pitched and I did. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just a terrible memory. But there's four people out there. Four,
0: yeah, four people have that shirt. That have yeah. that rare shirt. That it's like yeah. this is the what this is the one that made him swear off merchandise. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's like the lifeblood of the indie wrestler. It's like
2: no, bro, I only sold four shirts. Yeah, it was. I I was sweating profusely, like because they were like, all right, intermission. It's like all right this is my time i'm about to go do it for the first time and i got out there and i was jazzed up yeah and then i saw the first person come up i was like all right this is easy and then like two or three more people like just kind of came up and i was like all right this is the worst thing ever <laughs> i was sweating for like the full 20 minutes i was like this is awful i was just sitting there
0: looking like an absolute doofus i was like this is Terrible. yeah i mean i think you just have to continue to develop that yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. i don't care about anything like it's yeah. not going to be fun until you just don't care until you almost can sit there and laugh at yeah. the lack of interest like when you, when you are laughing at the lack of interest in you is when it won't happen anymore you'd be right. like oh this is going to be hilarious watch no one's going to come and it's like you got a full line and you're like well this isn't as funny right yeah <laughs> yeah and like um i brought
2: merch for the first time since then I brought merch for this weekend for the first time. Are you nervous? Oh, I'm I'm sweating thinking about it. <laughs> I am sweating
0: thinking about it. I love that you have like a violent cage match this weekend yeah. and you're sitting there going like and potential humiliation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully
2: hopefully not the humiliation, but the Yeah. I have it. I'm gonna wait and see. I don't know how I'm gonna go about it. I haven't thought about it.
0: Merch wise. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I'm gonna like Go to the table. I don't know. Do you have a person that could like kind of sell for you and then you could pop in and pop out or something? Jonesy. Uh, yeah. He, Is he does. The, he designs all like the long suits and stuff, right? Yeah. He's great. Great guy. Yeah. Th- the best. And
2: he hit me up. He's like, I will sell for you. That's the move. Yeah. And I was like, I might have to do
0: it. I, I just, I get That's, still. Here's, here's the move. You text him. Like you put him at the table mm-hmm. and then you text him like, yo, what's the interest link? And if like, He's like, yeah, it's crazy over here. Then you go over, but if he kind of takes a while to respond, be like, all right, Uh, let me me focus on this other stuff. You're right, you're right. I'll do that. That's the way to go. (laughs) So you do, I mean, this podcast will come out uh, the Monday after this weekend. So maybe in the intro I'll talk about it or whatever. But at the time of this recording, Mm -hmm. this weekend, you have, uh, have you had, I know this is your first cage match. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty violent cage match. Have you had... uh, a story going into a match that's this sort of, uh, uh, uh open to bringing violence out in you. Never,
2: yeah. no. This is like this is the first, and I I like it, like it's really cool. It's it's different, but it, it's a side that like I can, I can like find in myself, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this is the first time ever, and um, I'm I'm stoked i'm nervous
0: yeah 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 i feel like there's there's so how are you preparing for this because i think there's a lot of people that are going to show up ready to laugh along with you right because they see you on social media they know you're a fun dude fun character they're ready to laugh along with you but i don't think that's what they're going to get in that cage match no definitely
2: not this time i've i've kind of taken that side of me Mm -hmm. and i've kind of suppressed it a little bit just because this has been going on for so long with Charles and so it's definitely gonna be a different side it's not gonna be the, the fun you know loving carefree Connors it's, it's definitely gonna be a different ready to to uh, absolutely it's gonna be brutal like I'm gonna be as brutal as I can be I'm gonna take it as far as I can because he has mm-hmm. he's taken he showed up in New York Tried to kill me? You put a plastic bag over your head. That's like legit trying to kill you. Yeah,
0: that was. Yeah, I mean, that's you don't do that. Like the reason you put a plastic bag over somebody's head is because you want to kill them. That's why you do it. That's attempted Attempted murder. Murder. Yeah, that's what you're facing when you look down the barrel. Yeah,
2: and that is extremely nerve wracking, Mm -hmm. Uh, extremely scary. But um, I've dealt with Charles since what uh, june july june i think it was the first time uh when he wrestled billy and then he tried to uh no it was it was the second time is when he wrestled billy at the second uh jcw show mm-hmm. and then he tried to attack her after and then that's when i really got the to look at charles and, and see the the look in his eyes and see he was just a completely
0: different person than anybody i've ever wrestled do you like the 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 violent side of this do you do you, do you like because you've been you've you've bled you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you've done some crazy stuff yeah do you like that that part of it or do you far prefer the uh the fun stuff no i
2: i like i like it all yeah i, I think that i think there's a niche for that and i think it's a cool cool niche like i see Guys like like Drew Parker, I think he is, the way he does it is. yeah, And, and Ricky and, and uh, Atticus and like all those guys, mm-hmm. they do it in such a way that it, it they make it look cool. Mm-hmm. And it's dangerous. I mean, it's nothing that, it, it is extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. It, it's insane what they do. I don't know if I could go out there in my situation right now and just go out there and be able to survive a match like that. I would have to be put in that situation. Right. Would I want to be? I, I would like maybe. I mean, I am not gonna say no to it, but that would that would have to it would be something that I would be It would have to be pulled out of you. It'd have to yeah. be a situation that called for it. Like yeah, like like with Charles. Like I'm I'm ready to do whatever I have to do to to finish him.
0: Whatever. So clearly like all kinds of different areas of of pop culture attract you right like mm-hmm. like everything does so what was it about wrestling that that dragged you in like what what was it that made you go cuz you know you could have put all this into being a musician or you could have put it i mean in sure. anything right sure. like sure. all this stuff is are, are your passions sure. so what was it about wrestling that was like no i connect with this on a different level um
2: i had so I I remember seeing like The Rock for the first time obviously and like how entertaining he was and I was like all right, that you know I would would watch him Um, but I didn't really get into wrestling until like high school like freshman year Um, I had a buddy who was always into wrestling and we were in this like the same computer class and he would just watch wrestling and um, I remember just sitting with him and just I never got work done. I just, I just would, you just go on like WWE.com and then you go on YouTube and I would just be fixated by it, by it all. Like the entertainment aspect and like the athleticism, everything combined into one. Because I like sports. Mm -hmm. I I like, I love football, basketball, hockey. I like that. And then to, so to combine the athletic part and then the entertainment part was, it was insane to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And so, um, what era was that in when you were in high school? Uh,
2: that was two, uh, what was that, 2011 maybe, Mm. something like that. Yeah, when I first started watching it, yeah. Um, so it was just crazy to me, yeah. Uh,
0: started training, especially because at that age, like you're not a kid anymore, like you're in high school, but you're not like a little kid, so you can kind of appreciate what's really going on here yeah right yeah and you can see the elements
2: yeah which made it a like way cooler and then uh i i can't remember like a single instant where i was like all right i want to do it now Mm -hmm. i just remember watching it with him and just being fixated and being like all right this is this is so cool like Mm -hmm. everything about it is so cool the the promos the the show that they put on was the coolest thing to me Mm -hmm. and then um started training like 2013 and then just took off from that. That's pretty nuts though.
0: Two years. Yeah. Two years after watching. You're like, let me start training. Let yeah, me start I, and then also like I think in the internet age, like a lot of people have stories of like, oh, I watched it and I had no idea how to how to how you could do this for a living. And it took sure. me seven years before I found that. But it's like now the kids have grown up, it's like we well, you know, I Googled it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I
1: mean
2: yeah. I, I figured it out pretty easy. Yeah. He I will say my friend uh he is a wrestler deacon cash.
0: He, he Is he that's your friend from computer class? Uh, yeah, deep and deep he's Cash. But yeah, he's, he's just, wrestling now yeah, too. That's wrestling. awesome. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh so he <laughs> actually just kind of like did all the work. He was just like, "Oh, this is this is where we're going to go." Where did you get where did you guys train? It was at a really uh terrible place. Um bunch of dumbasses. So many dumbasses. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh. The amount of dumbasses I could talk about. Oh. Um but it was in St. Louis downtown at a place called a uh, Broadway. Uh-huh. I don't want to give them any publicity
0: sure. because yeah. they're terrible. But, <laughs> but it was. Somewhere... Did you, so did you know they were terrible when it was happening, or is it one of no. those things like once you kind of smarten up to the business, you're like,
2: oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that place way. sucks. Yeah, that way, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I we went down to a show in 2013, and we were like, oh, this is this is it. It's like this, and then WWE, <laughs> and, then, and then as you you know, this is so, basically the performance center. Yeah. <laughs> and then as, as we started training, and we were like, we saw a few more places. We were like, oh my god, what were we thinking? Yeah. That was some of the worst stuff I've ever seen. But it was so like I, I like that, right? So, um, I had a it, it molded me into the wrestler in person I am. Uh-huh. Like, so you know, I can thank them for that. But um that's about the only thing you'll thank them for. Yeah, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> just, I didn't I didn't learn I didn't learn a lot from them. <laughs> so yeah, they just they molded me into the person. So I can thank them
0: for that. Yeah. So who was a who was a mentor to you? I mean, obviously it wasn't anybody at the school that was necessarily a mentor.
2: No. Uh Gary J and evangelistico Uh um they're from st louis they took me under their wing and they they were like you know this is just you're gonna travel with with us and and we'll you know teach you the way and um i remember that uh at that uh, we'll call it broadway they they had a, a like a little um venue that you could train at and the ring was terrible. I mean the you couldn't you, you couldn't run the ropes. How come? They were just awful. Did like fall apart? They they were like garden hoses.
0: Oh, so there was no like give or anything. No, it. it was nothing. like this isn't a rope. No, yeah, no, yeah. It was d- terrible.
2: Uh-huh. So like um but they would come in on like so we would have practice on Tuesdays Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they would show up on Wednesdays and so i started showing up on wednesdays mm-hmm. because they would just teach me more they would they taught me how to how to act like we didn't really get taught like how to act or you know like we, how to translate yeah this like, hurts yeah like how to it, let the
0: audience know sure, what story yeah, you're telling yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: and then you know they they he's, they started showing me the more advanced stuff and and um then 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 that kind of like took off i started like growing more and and than you know, getting on you know, going to like better shows or whatever. And, yeah. Um, my the the trainer that I had, uh, he just you know he just he just taught the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like poop on him. Can right. I cuss? You can. Okay.
0: Yeah. Shit. I don't want to. Sh- <laughs> I don't want to shit on him. Oh, I thought you just wanted to say the word, like okay, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, he just taught the basics.
2: And, yeah. And, I don't think he he knew anything after that or maybe he just didn't care about us. Maybe he just wanted
0: the money, which yeah. is what I mean some schools like it is what it is, right? Sure. It's like this yeah. is not designed to be like a finishing <laughs> school. this is yes like wrestling fans can come in here and learn how to I don't know clothesline someone a hundred percent yeah they he he allowed anybody off the street. anybody
2: <laughs> if you had fifty As bucks, like... you could go
0: in and you could train with them. <laughs> so how did your connection with Davy Richards form? Because I feel like you know, I mean, publicly anyway, from what I've seen on like Twitter and stuff like mm. that, it feels like he's been a big advocate of yours.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he he was always from St. Louis, or he moved to St. Louis, and um, he was uh, always brought in by St. Louis Anarchy. Mm. And you know, since he took that time off and he came back, um, they St. Louis Anarchy put me in the ring with them, and. You know, we just built this relationship up, and and he's training. He's he is a uh, the the guy down there now. He he is helping everyone. Yeah, everyone. Um, he has a team ambition where he just he's a coach, and and he's taking everyone to St. Louis, and he's just making everyone better. I mean, it's insane because Davy Richards is a completely different animal from yeah.
0: anyone I've been in the ring. Well, when did you become familiar with guys like that, right? So if it's like okay. 2011 and you're watching like WWE on YouTube. Yeah. When do the Davey Richards and kind of the, the Ring of Honor, Japanese, independent kind of legends and, and icons kick into your brain? When I first started training,
2: I didn't think there was anything other than
0: WWE. So okay, well that I mean and that says a lot about the school right? Yeah. It's, that's kind of who it's for, it's for the kids who just all they know is smackdown. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So like when I
2: started training and then uh Gary J and Evan, they they took me and like I started going with them. They they knew quite a few people and like they they traveled up and down. So like I saw that aspect and they they showed me all the different guys and and the different companies from like i think that was in like 2014 mm-hmm. so it was it was around 2014 when i, when I was like all right i first saw david richards and i was like all right insane and then i saw um the ring of honors and all that
0: so uh it was because of them it was definitely not because of my school <laughs> so. it is amazing though that like in a fairly short period of time, if you choose to, you can kind of just inundate yourself with all of it yeah. and get, I mean, the history is out there. Like you can oh, just, yeah. you can just bring it all in and stuff like that. Or do you look at, is there any, are there any careers that you look at and go like, okay. Cause at one point you had kind of left at one point you weren't sure. Is this the thing that I'm going to do? It feels now like that you're finding yourself and going like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm back. Are there careers that you look at and go like, yeah, that's 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 kind of the the lane that I see myself in. Not, you know, I wanna be like that guy. Just just sort of like in that sphere of like I like what he does, I wanna do my version of that. Orange Cassidy a hundred percent. Orange Cassidy. He is a big influence on me. You and I and I gotta believe that when Orange Cassidy comes out to television and it's like there's a lot of people going, This is an indie act. Yeah, and he shows up on television, and it like gangbusters. Like it, like not only does it work, yeah, but I mean, I when Orange Cassidy showed up on TV, the internet started being like, I don't know who the rest of these people are, but this Orange Cassidy guy over here is doing something, yeah, like, and this is non wrestling fans, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like just, it resonates.
2: He's such a cool guy. He just has a cool look. He just has this thing about him. It's cool. It's just, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, he's just cool. Yeah, and I <laughs> like that. There's just. It's, and he's a great professional wrestler he's
0: right so good right but it's great though that he doesn't feel the need to do he like he can do all these moves and he's like nah
2: yeah you know which is so much <laughs> it, that's so insane to me that he can do that it, yeah. it just blows my mind and so like seeing him i'm like all right that's that's <laughs> the guy that i would i'm a big he has a big influence on me yeah. i think he's definitely a One of the best in the world.
0: You know, I think it's really uh, cool what's happened fairly recently, too, I feel like, with independent wrestling, and I feel like with stuff like IWTV and Fight App, for sure, Fight App. Mm -hmm. But, like, and, and just the way the internet has evolved with wrestling, it feels like, it almost feels like there's a new territory system. Like, it feels like all this kind of buzz with you started when you came to Jersey, when you came to JCW and you came to game changer. And it's like, it's just interesting to me that like, cause you know, GCW is a small promotion, but like when somebody shows up there, yeah, it makes a huge impact. Like it makes a difference. Yeah. That, uh,
2: I, it all turned when I did the fight forever. They did that 24 hour event. Yeah. And, and uh, I wrestled Janella.
0: It's so interesting because multiple people have brought that event up. Yeah. And it's like that's one of those events that like took place at a time where events weren't happening. Yeah. It was happening during the pandemic. And it's almost like we're doing this so we can do something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that show is going with, you know, five years from now that's going to be a, a historically significant show to a lot of people. A
2: hundred percent. I, it definitely changed everything for me. Like as far as like buzz and like bookings, people hit me up and, and different like avenues. It definitely, and different people like, um, because of GCW, I met, I got to meet like one of my favorite rappers. Like I thought that that's the coolest stuff to me. Who? A uh, little Lotus. Oh yeah. In LA. I was yeah. like, that's the coolest thing. So, yeah. um, but that fight forever definitely just kind
0: of flipped everything mm-hmm. Just changed everything from it. and do you do you feel like are you still at a point where promoters are like look at you weird like that's what you're wrestling in? you know what I mean where they yeah. don't really get it do you have, you, have um, you kind of gotten are you or do you feel yourself just slowly getting over that hurdle
2: may, um, or are you not uh, I feel like I don't know I feel like there might be a few. Mm -hmm. but I've never never ran into anyone that was like you know what what are you that's what you're wrestling
0: yeah and I guess at this point they're calling you right I mean so it's like it's like if they didn't know sure like why would they call you and then be surprised that you're wearing a tie-dye dickies outfit sure at this point
2: sure like yeah yeah I mean like obviously I'll still hit people up but yeah for yeah for the most part there
0: but even if you hit them up they, they know s- who yeah. they're hiring. It's not right. like you're like an unknown number calls up on the call ID and it's just like random wrestler X. Yeah, you can have a... That's like sure, yeah. they look into who you are before you come, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. They, they 100% know what they're
0: good in. Yeah, I yeah. Would, at least I would hope so.
2: Yeah,
0: unless they don't, which then it's then like, all right. It's a surprise for all of us. <laughs> let's do this too. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about too, like you say how like this thing changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of room to grow. Oh, 100%. So have you thought about, like, man, it's so wild that I've gone from here to here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be nuts over there. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I, I try not to think too far ahead. Yeah. I try and think just like, all right, no, I got, what's this week going to be like? Right. No, I, I think, if I think too much in the future, anxiety just builds up. Yeah. And so, you have no control over, it. you start yeah. making mistakes
0: in the present. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I try and just stay in the moment. You know, I don't know how long any of this will last. I, you know, could as dark as this sounds, I could just, I could go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yep. I just, you just never know. So try and just like stay in the moment and, and realize, you know, um what, you know, what it is right now. And I enjoy it. You know, my, my, I, I'm so weird with just professional wrestling and everything. My passion for stuff just comes and goes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So like one week i'll be like this is the best and then another week i'll be like ah, you know what i i just want to stay home and like if you know i just worked at my shoot job i'd be fine mm-hmm. and then i'll be at my shoot job and I'll be like this is the worst thing ever i <laughs> want to be on the road <laughs> yeah. so i'm just i'm just I forgot re- there's a bunch of dumbasses <laughs> here and i just shit myself again <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a terrible <laughs> choice <laughs> so yeah so i was like <laughs> That stuff is just it just it's I'm just weird with stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just stay in the moment. I just I just try and figure you know, like I, I what I'm doing right now is, is perfect for me.
0: And and I feel like to an extent you wanna be able to do your thing and just have people leave you alone about it, right? Like at this point it's like this is I feel like this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You're gonna wanna stay home. If it's mm-hmm. like, no, we want you to do that. You're like, all right, well, then forget it. Yeah. But as long as you can do what you do. Yeah. I mean... hundred percent, yeah. You know, and, and the thing that's kind of interesting about your character is that should you decide, like, all this stuff is lame. I'm mean, going to get this thing lasered off my face. <laughs> I'm going to shave my head. Like, it is... Very Everett Connors to do that, right? Yeah, just like a a, a complete change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
2: I remember one time uh, I was getting, I like ordered a bald cap from Amazon and I was like, oh, I'm going to put this bald cap on. I'm going to see how I look bald Mm -hmm. because I was like, I'll just go bald. You know, I've I've always had long hair Mm -hmm. and I, I was like, I'll just try something. And then like I got the bald cap and like, it was like a legit, like you had to like do the makeup and stuff. I was like, this is way too much, so I just kind of like put it on. I was like, yeah, I can't go bald, so I just like shaved my head. Um, and no one really said anything. <laughs> <laughs> no one said a, a word. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right. Well, I wear a lot of hats too, though. So that, but yeah, no one said anything. With I, it was the shortest it's ever been. It was <laughs> like a buzz
0: cut. Well, I mean, I feel like you've gotten, especially now, you've gotten yourself to a place where it's like. You just do wacky shit. Yeah. So like, if you show up with like a big change, it's like whatever. What's that for yeah, Friday show? A, what are you yeah, gonna do on Saturday? True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's, yeah that's,
2: <laughs> that's true. I was expecting people to be like, "Yo, you, why would you cut your hair like that?" But yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I it, maybe it's because i have just I just do insane dumb shit.
0: You attach yourself too to like weird stuff. Like I think people do that. You know, like I, I when I shaved my head, it was like people were like. Like I, part of me, like first part of me was like, well, you're known for your hair. And it's like, mm. But there were people that were like, they, they also glom onto it. They go like, no, bro, you can't cut it. That's what you're known for. And I'm yeah. like, bro, half of it's gone. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's not like, I mean, it'll be okay. Right. Yeah. It's, and, and by the way, if it wasn't, then you weren't that good anyway. <laughs> Right. Right? Yeah, like, if right. you were known for your haircut... Uh, yeah, just your that haircut. That would have... Yeah. You couldn't... No matter how long you kept the haircut for, eventually people are going to figure it out.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? That you <laughs> exactly. suck. You
0: just have a cool haircut. Just, yeah. 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 Do you feel pressure now uh, from the fashion side of things where it's like, you really can't be wearing outfits twice. You really do gotta... You gotta come correct, right? Like, yeah. you know, you do your own thing, so it's not like you gotta keep up with a certain fashion. Mm-hmm. But you're very quickly getting to a point where people want to see what you're gonna wear right Sure,
2: yeah um i i guess if i feel pressure it's it's just from like i don't know i I don't know if i would say i feel pressure i i definitely want to have like i i definitely every match i want to have something different try and do something different but it's also
0: what you like so it's not pressure if you're doing what you like yeah yeah
2: so like um i I have so much stuff at home too that i've never (laughs) like I just buy stuff. Yeah, you see it. Yeah, I'm yeah. terrible with money. So, like, I, I just buy stuff, and I'm just like, oh, I'll wear this, or, like, this will be a, a good good pregame outfit or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, So, uh, yeah, like I said. By I the way, I
0: love that you're, like, pregame outfit. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> where? What so,
2: pregame to what? Like, you just post a picture on Twitter? Yeah, I play. We, uh, there was a time where, like, every weekend we were playing. Me and buddies were playing basketball. Uh-huh. And I would just show up to the gym in like pregame outfit, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like it was, I would treat it like it was the NBA. And then I would just change. I would just have like my my clothes, my my gym shorts, and everything underneath. And there was a time where I was like going to Macy's and I was like buying suits, and <laughs> and I was buying like these crazy hats like Cam Newton would wear. And yeah. I was like, I would show up, and then we would like play outside. I remember one time I had like, I brought, I bought this like blue suit and I, I had like this, this hat that it, it legitimately looked like I, w- I would sell cocaine. I had a gold <laughs> chain and I had no shirt underneath. Of course not. And it was so hot out. <laughs> I was sweating
0: profusely. <laughs> and I just remember it was sweating like you were at the merch table with no yeah, customer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then
2: I just remember people in the park just looking at me. Yeah, cause I mean, are you making videos of all this stuff? No, I, no. <laughs> this is just for you guys. Yeah, this is just for me and the the four or five buddies, six buddies that we would just play basketball at. Yeah, and we were just, I would just show up in that, and they just got so used to it, they just never said anything. I, Deacon Cash, uh, my buddy, I, yeah. I would always send him. I'm like, hey, do you think this is good? He's like, yeah. What? We're going to we're going to the park. You're you're. We're going to the park to play basketball. Why do you need to wear that when you're just going to take it off? No one is going to see you. And you're like, are we balling or are we balling? Right. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Exactly. It would build my confidence. <laughs> yeah. It, it struck fear in them. Yeah. I could see it in their eyes. And did you win those games a lot of times? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was a. I was an absolute monster on the court. Did you play basketball in high school? What kind of sports no, did you? I was okay. So I played lacrosse and and hockey. Okay.
0: And. I was You see the Danbury Trashers documentary on Netflix? The best. It's the best. I love it. AJ Galante sat in that seat not too long Saw ago. Saw
2: that? <laughs> the coolest thing. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. This is the coolest chair to me. I want to get a picture of it. Um, but in high school, like freshman to like maybe junior and eh, sophomore going into junior year. I was like 5'1", like 98 pounds. So I was so small. I was just scared of the world. I didn't try out for sports. Mm -hmm. i was just so small i was like all right there's no way i'm making it and then junior senior year i kind of like hit a growth spurt i was like all right i'll I'll play lacrosse which was fun i enjoyed that i was yeah because you're like
0: specifically you're pretty tall now yeah how tall are you
2: i don't know like six foot yeah i think
0: so to be a to be a tiny kid though i mean
2: taller than me yeah yeah i I, I don't know it was thank god i hit a growth spurt yeah because i like like freshman year, I didn't talk to anybody.
0: I was I was I was the same way. I was tiny, but I had to take HGH when I was a kid. Me too. You did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. HG, yeah, me too. <laughs> HGH was the shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I went weird. to a doctor and the doctor was like, Look, it's cool, but like they, you know, they do your x rays and stuff. And he said, You probably won't hit five feet. Like you'll probably you might peak at four eleven. Are if you? you, that's what he said. Really? Yeah, he's like, you might get to five feet, but that's as that's as tall as you're getting. Oh my god! And I think it was like, I think he was like, but you know, if we do this, mm-hmm. like if we do the HGH, you can probably get to like five nine five. Like he he, he hit he hit my height pretty close to what it actually was. Yeah. And then I started going through like wrestling magazines, and I think like I think they had Owen Hart build at five ten or something. I think I like I looked for the smallest. <laughs> wwe guy that i could find and i was like oh no 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 we gotta do this (laughs) we we for sure gotta do this yeah yeah so i was in like i think seventh or eighth grade somewhere around there no shit yeah
2: i can't remember i don't remember if they they told me a height i I don't remember it but Mm -hmm. i just remember doing it and like the shots yeah yeah i had uh, a shot every day yeah yeah
0: it was the best yeah yeah amazing My, my, my like my friend's that I met later, like, my I, I met, like, a couple of friends as an adult that were, like, athletes, and they're like, bro, if you had lifted as a kid, when you were on HGH, you'd be jacked.
2: My dad said the same thing to me. <laughs> my dumbass dad was like, you, if you would have just lifted, you'd be so massive. I'm like, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it either. I just wanted to be at least taller than
0: I was. Yeah. You just wanted to be an adult size. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And... Thankfully, it, it works. So. Yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a wild thing, huh? Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it. I love it because I, I mean, it's not that uncommon of a thing, but I don't know any. I don't think I've met anybody else who's uh yeah who went on that ride. No, I was I was on that ride with you. Went on the Genotropin HGH ride. Me and you both. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you both. <laughs> so, is there anything on the horizon that you're looking towards that you like? Want to do? Are there any people that you specifically want to work with? I mean, you know, whether it's in a match with or on a team with or just... I mean, there's so many different sure. ways of working with people in wrestling. Are there other people that you want to be associated with for whatever reason? Sure. I mean, Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: that's number one. I, I, um, do, I
0: love that the gimmicks are back. Yeah. That people are finding characters again. I love yeah. that, like... That's what I mean... We've well, had Effie and Allie yeah. and you and Orange and, like, that, all these, like, and they're all new yeah. characters, right? Sure. They're all, like, they're, they're not, they don't feel derivative of, they don't feel like wrestling characters. They yeah. feel like it's new them. characters yeah, yeah, that are is. representative yeah. of where we're at. Yeah,
2: and, yeah, that's an amazing thing. So, definitely Orange. And then, um, as far as, like, I, I just want to, like, I guess in the future, I just want to see, like, Charlie Evans. <laughs> that's, that's it really that's that's like my main focus right that's wanna, your that yeah yeah like whether i wrestle her or whatever i just want her see, here just right see her
1: just
0: right see her. right it. right she's in australia right yeah is that where she's located yeah. and um, yeah Unfortunately. Yeah.
2: how did you guys meet so actually it was a fight forever
0: oh my god yeah. this is like I know fate
2: the, yeah i know uh it was uh god bless brett lauderdale <laughs> yeah Janella, yeah they, they yeah. really hooked it up um i know i love them a lot uh but she just watched like the match and then she tweeted at me and uh i was like all right i'm in i'm in love as weird as that sounds i don't want to say that because i look like a psychopath <laughs> but i was like oh my gosh geez. i'm not a simp bro but yeah you know. no, i mean <laughs> Uh, but you you were in love at first tweet. Yes, with her, yes. And then, uh, it, like, I remember February 21st was the first time I DM'd her. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. And I said, hey, you're cool. Can we be friends? <laughs> and then it's just, like, every day after that, we've just talked.
0: So you've never, but you've never met in person? Uh-uh. Whoa! I know. this is like uh, I know. the internet wrestling's Romeo and Juliet or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um... I know.
2: I, all I want to see is just is just her. That's like, right. my main focus.
0: But you guys have had a, a significant connection over the internet. Yes. Wow. Yeah. FaceTimed, obviously. Yes. A
2: bit. Um, At first, I think she was, I thought she was just taking me for a ride for my money. I was like, she's going <laughs> to take me for a ride. Yeah. But, She,
0: <laughs> uh, she heard about those four shirts you sold. Yeah, she's like, let she me get like, some of that yep. money. <laughs> um,
2: and then, <laughs> and then like, it just blossom into this Yeah is now love. Wow. So are you are
0: you like at uh it feels like you're you're at the moment for today very fulfilled professionally and personally and, and, and that it all and it's interesting that it all seems to take focus under the wrestling umbrella. Yeah. Since you had kinda of left the wrestling umbrella. Yeah, which yeah, it's crazy. I never
2: thought it would um, be like this. I, I definitely want to do more professionally like i am right now i think i'm 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 on my way to doing more obviously i'd like to to do a lot more Mm -hmm. but um right now what i'm doing i i enjoy a lot Mm -hmm. i still you know like i still pick and choose of what i want to do i'm still in that where i'm like if i don't want to travel this weekend i'm not um but it is yeah right now with with that and then with charlie i'm like this is I'm yeah
0: and good. and like the fact that like momentum is going like this mm-hmm. like you know what i mean it's just going up sure. it's like of course you you always want to do more sure but it's like as long as you just stay in that direction yeah exactly you're good right yeah exactly yeah and that's all i try to do i mean i try to go go up yeah where did "Let me know" come from? Was that just a thing that you said, and then it became a catchphrase? Yeah, or, I yeah.
2: yeah, I can't remember why I started saying it, but I just started saying it at the end, mm-hmm. like just doing the auditions, and it kind of just stuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't remember why I said it, but I just said it. And I was like people just latched onto it.
0: Yeah, well, I think it, it's like uh, it's it's it symbolizes the the whole casual <laughs> nature of everything. Yeah, and exactly. I think that is like that attitude of like everybody wants to get there. To some extent, right? Like nobody, desperation is not attractive and doesn't feel good when you're the person, right? Exactly, and and yeah. trying to get somebody's attention. Please let me do this. Please let me do this. Please let me yeah. do this. Like people don't want to see it and people don't want to do it. But we've all <laughs> been, been there. Yep. And like we, we, I feel like most of us are fighting to not stay there, right? To not yes. still be there. Hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like I feel like let me know is the opposite.
2: Uh. Yeah. I mean. You know it's i don't know I, I like that obviously people enjoy it it's just um it, it's a like i said i i can't remember where or why i said it. it i just remember just doing a video i can't even remember the videos like i know my mom was like she was like oh uh she was just feeling down and i was like oh i'll make a video for you mm-hmm. just to try and like that's nice yeah she her and i have kind of like the same sense of humor it, which is really shitty. We have really dumb <laughs> sense of humor.
0: I, I, I can't tell you two things. Uh, Lee Mariarty was in here, and he was saying that. No, I started liking horror movies because my mom likes them. I was like, I love that. Yeah. And now that you're saying like that, you got your sense of humor <laughs> because your mom has that same yeah. sense of humor. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love my mom. Uh, she
2: she uh, she's great. But like, it was. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna make this video for her, and like, I, I did. And I showed her. I was like, "Hey, look at this, mm-hmm. look at this audition." She's like, "For what?" I was like, "Just watch." I can't remember what video it was. And like, she saw it. And she's like, "What the? What is that? <laughs> what the fuck was that for?" And I was like, "You like it?" She's like, "Why'd you do it?" She's like, it's, "It's funny to me." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was think it was funny. <laughs> Just definitely did not get the reaction. Um, But I thought because yeah, what are you gonna funny.
0: say? Like she's just deadpan. Like why'd you do this? And you're like, humor value. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was gonna get like a great reaction. I was like, I thought she was gonna be like, all right, let's go out to dinner. Yeah, that was great. Like, yeah, I'm buy you something. Did not. And so <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, But I found it funny, and then I
0: just started like making more for just,
2: just to, like because I found
0: well, it funny. Where I'm did like, the audition thing? come from this is me like it's like you're putting yourself on tape instead of challenge like it's just instead of challenging somebody to a match the (laughs) idea that you're auditioning to be their opponent yeah i don't i i
2: don't remember i can't i know it sounds like it's probably awful that i don't remember and i apologize i mean for people watching but it could just be a thing that you thought of one day there's not everything needs to have this deep story you know background yeah it was just so I remember being in my car. I sit in my car a lot whenever I get home from work. Yeah, it's like I just like press him. I'm just like, I just gotta sit in there. Yeah, and then I just put my phone up there and I was like, I don't know. I just started recording this stuff. And um, I remember doing one at the grocery store where I was like, Oh, I'm gonna this is me sitting in traffic, and it was so stupid, mm-hmm. but uh, it got like people were like, What this is the stupidest but funniest thing I've ever seen. And it's Like, all right. And then I just started making more. but I
0: can't remember why. Like, How nuts is it to you that now you're getting like fans making their own versions of your videos? And it's like,
2: really, insane. what have I started? Yeah, it's really insane because I'm, I'm not used to it. And like, it, it just feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I appreciate it. Obviously it's the coolest thing to me, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, I'm just, like I said, I I I am someone who like like I like to be alone. I'm, I just like to like do my thing, like go to shows, um, and then kind of like just go home. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't really like to go out or anything. I just like to, to do the show, talk to a few people that I want to talk to, and then I just I just like to be at home. Mm-hmm. So seeing like people, like like people come up to me and like talk to me or like people show, send me that stuff is absolutely amazing and insane to me Mm -hmm. it's the coolest thing ever yeah
0: it's crazy yeah yeah and it's weird it's like you're this introvert but i feel like a lot of other introverts are kind of coming out of their shells to approach you yeah to be like you know you're you're speaking my language over here yeah you know that's so
2: helpful yeah like it it definitely made me it's make it's helped me break out of my shell it has like it's a lot easier talking to people now Mm -hmm. um like going to play. I would never. When I first started, there was no way I would ever be able to travel by myself. Really, not. I used to have like um, epilepsy when I was younger, Mm -hmm. and so uh, my mom, whenever I would have like seizures, my mom would be there by my side, and she would just like talk me through them, and they would last like fifteen minutes, something like that, ten minutes, something like that, and then like I just fall asleep after, and then my mom was always by my side, so like she would just like. I just got so attached to her and I just, yeah now I have like this separation anxiety. And, um, so like whenever I would leave, I just anxiety just is just such anxiety. So yeah. there's no way I would ever be able to do that. But now because of this and people coming up, it's so much easier. Like they help me so much and it's insane.
0: How'd you find, like, did you just, did you go to therapists to kind of figure out that like, Oh, there's a lot going on here. Or did you just kind of come to this realization? Like, my mom was there for me when nobody understood what was going on. This is scary. So like...
2: when I was young, so like when I would have them, I was, I don't know, maybe I was in like fifth grade. Um, Like whenever she would drop me off at school, I would just have like panic attacks and I would just like, I would ball my eyes out. And, and it's like fifth grade. Yeah. yeah. And then like, it was like that until, I don't know, maybe like freshman year, honestly, um, just thinking about like, I remember freshman year, I would have to call my mom like every day and just be like, yo, like, Hey, I just want to talk to you. Just even in like, as soon as like she dropped me off, I would just call her as Mm -hmm. soon as she got home. And I don't know. It it was a comfort thing for me, honestly, like just hearing her and like, I know I'd be far away. Like I'd be gone for eight hours, however long school is. And my house from the school, it was in walking distance. I could walk home. It was like two minutes. And, um, it was just something that I just it just stayed with me like just I would get nervous when I wasn't around her mm-hmm. um and then it like I still had it um then wrestling obviously helped me break out but i i still I still feel it every now and then mm-hmm.
0: um and but, that comes and that's where it comes back to traveling alone and stuff yeah and it's like yeah uh but that's wild though that you then end up with like being connected to this person in your life who's as far away, as yeah, possible across yeah. the country as yeah. anybody could, go- or across the world, I should say, yeah. as anybody could possibly be.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's-, it's really crazy. Um, <laughs> I out, thinking it, like- thinking about it like that. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but you know, I obviously it's not as bad as it used to be. So that's great. right. So, um, but yeah,
0: it's wild, wild, so wild, so wild. Yeah, but I feel like. It all fits. I mean, it's all part of the package. It's what yeah. makes you relatable, you know? Yeah. It's what... And I don't know, man. I like uh, I like people that, like, I mean, the same reason I think that you like people that are just like, here it is. Yeah, This is who I am. Right. Like, like you could accept it or not accept it, but like, it is what it is.
2: Yeah. And it took me a while to get like that. Of like, course. Obviously, you know, like, it, I would never, never be this open about any of this. Um, of course. Or, but... Yeah. You know, helping realizing who I am and, and realizing everyone has stuff. Everyone has stuff going yes. on in their lives and everyone goes through shit and and it's a lot easier to talk about it than bottle that like keep that stuff in. Yes. It's so much easier. Yeah. Whether you, you have someone or not, it's it's so much easier. Um
0: what's what's worse? Not having anybody or realizing that the only people you have are dumbasses. <laughs> Um, probably realize that you don't have anybody, but at least with I can talk to the dumbasses. They
2: probably just don't understand what I'm saying, but I can get it off my chest. Right. Again. At least
0: you could have the cathartic experience. Yeah. I mean, they can't offer you any advice that's worthwhile, cause right? Because they're so they're stupid. Dumbasses. They're dumbass, <laughs> Yeah.
2: But I'd rather have. I'd rather be surrounded
0: by dumbasses than
2: have no one. So, that's, good. Yeah. that's good. That's good. So surround good. yourself with dumbasses it <laughs> if, helps. if you
0: need to. Yes, if you need to. If you need helps. to. Um, where. For people who don't know uh what you do, what direction would you point them in? Would you point them into the Janela match? Like for the people that are listening or watching that uh wanna go now that they've seen this interview and go like, I like this guy. I wanna see uh I wanna see him in the ring. Where would you send him?
2: Yeah, probably the, the
0: Janela match.
2: Mm-hmm. I think um I was pretty like confident in myself and like um I think that's when midway through I realized, all right, you know, I can, I can like be, I can do this with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the Janelle match, I, I have a match with Davy Richards that I think people would enjoy, mm-hmm. just because Davy's insane, like he's incredible.
0: Um, but if I had to pick one, Janelle a
2: match from Fight Forever.
0: And is there anything, any place you want to send him? You want to plug? uh Twitter, or I don't know if you have a website, or I guess you don't have a merch. I don't, I don't know if you have no, a merch I don't store. Have merch. No, I sorry. wish you had merch. Uh, if you okay. have, whenever you do get merch, just tell me, and I'll plug it as if I appreciate if you plugged that. it in. Or you can come back and plug. I appreciate it, that.
2: Um, Twitter at YeezyCon, um, and then Instagram. It's <laughs> so tr- my favorite thing,
0: by the way, <laughs> that your Twitter name is YeezyCon. <laughs> <laughs> like I've sat there and I've been like, like I haven't looked at what the tweet says. And I'm like, am I following like a Yeezy convention account? And I go, oh, oh that's Connors. That's <laughs> a great name Yeezy I got. Connor. Yeah. Um, and
2: then at, at Instagram, I've been trying to build my Instagram. Okay. I used to suck at Instagram. I still do. Um, Are you getting better? Uh, no. You you can follow me it, mainly Twitter at EasyCon but if you want to follow me on Instagram uh at EverettConnors99. Everett Connors ninety
0: nine Everett Connors ninety nine yeah
2: you're not on TikTok I'm not on TikTok. you need to get on TikTok I know people tell me that all the time I think like I, you,
0: I, like you could be like
2: a breakout TikTok wrestler here's I tried I got on TikTok once and I made like a like an e boy TikTok like mm-hmm. a dance. <laughs> And then, like I re, I like did it. and I was like, "All right, this is good. This is really good to post." And then I rewatched it. Immediately deleted the app. Like, <laughs> I've never, you deleted the whole app. Yeah, never. I haven't <laughs> been on TikTok again. I will. That will never see
0: the light of day.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, "All right, this is the TikToks aren't for
0: me." Yeah, I mean, look, it's just it would just be a good place for you to put your audition the, videos. Yeah, and stuff that's like what that. everyone says. Like, and every now and then, dude, if you had a TikTok account. And it was like putting up your audition videos, complaining about your dumbass grandma, like all that stuff. Because that stuff is so funny. If you put it up on TikTok and then every now and then just threw up a dance video, yeah. People would be like, What? Yeah. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. See, and it's hard for me to like say no. So now I'm thinking maybe I need to get on TikTok again.
0: I think you should. I think you Um, should. And at first, just do do the stuff that you already know is funny. Just do the stuff that you already enjoy. (laughs) Don't put any pressure on it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah, that would help if I don't put pressure on myself. Yeah. Uh
0: You're
2: only making me think about this. Yeah. Well, it's good. You should think about it. I know. It's just, I know I'm going to make a video, and I'm going to be like, why did I put that up? Because I I embarrass easily. Yeah. I get so embarrassed. You can't go back and watch your own stuff. Oh, so bad. It's bad, right? So bad. I can't do it i can't do yeah. any of it yeah i can't yeah
0: i've had people down. that i work for they're like hey all right go back watch it so you can see what you did what you want to do better i'm like hire well, somebody yeah. else that's what i want i want yeah, you to you. hire someone else i suck <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing
2: <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's a weird feeling yeah you just i just nitpick and i'm like why why am i like why is my voice like that <laughs> yeah. why do i look like,
0: like that like just as i get over the imposter syndrome I'll watch it and I'll be like, there it is back. It came right back. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I
0: understand that.
2: Yeah. I, I wouldn't be
0: able to watch myself. No, you can't. You can't. But I'll watch you. Thank you. And people can watch you at YeezyCon on Twitter and follow at Everett Connors 99 on Instagram. I appreciate you coming out, man. Oh, thank and, you. And uh anytime you want to do it again, let me know. I appreciate you you're the man. <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.
1: Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been NotSam Wrestling.